0: I am so excited to celebrate the 50th episode of this podcast with my dear friend and also podcast producer, Michelle Abraham. And if you remember, she was actually on episode four, which was the first time I ever got behind the mic. So she really was my first interview ever. But anyway, a little bit about Michelle. So, Michelle is the founder of Amplify You, where they specialize in done for you podcast services for entrepreneurs with a big vision and a big message who wants to make a big impact. At Amplify You, they make, market, manage, and monetize podcasts. Michelle and her team have launched and managed well over 200 podcasts in the last three years and manage over 55 shows weekly. Michelle is also the co-founder of mypodcastcoach.com, and Michelle has been mentoring and sharing her passion for podcasters since 2012. Michelle's podcast, Amplify You, was just voted number 16 of the top 50 moms in podcasting by Podcast Magazine for the second year in a row, and Business from the Heart awarded her Entrepreneur of the Year. Kevin Harrington, the original shark on the Hitch TV show Shark Tank, says Amplify You is North America's top podcast management company. So again, I am beyond honored to be uh, uh, to have this podcast be part of her incredible company. But I know she's got some amazing ironies of how she got into the podcasting space in the first place. So let's go talk with Michelle and here, how she got into this podcasting world and the Myronies connected to it. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me a second time because you were actually one of the first guests on episode. Well, it was episode four, but it was the first time actually recorded something. So thank you so much for being here today and being part of episode fifty. Well, congratulations for having 50 episodes. You're doing
1: amazing. And just to see the evolution of this show has been so cool to watch. So thanks for having me, Alicia.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Because I mean, without you, the show would not exist. (laughs) I'll just be the first one to say that. And it's very funny because, you know, I said this in, in in, in episode four, how it was your interview on our, mm-hmm. our mutual friend, Dan McPherson, who's, who you actually did the episode with, that it was your interview that I heard that you wanted to be the Hay House for Podcasters. Mm-hmm. And since that was one of my biggest signs, my biggest irony around Dr. Brian Weiss, I knew immediately that I was like, oh my goodness, this is the only person who I, I want to work with. And it just so, it just all worked out the way that it did. And I'm so excited to dive deeper into your story of, first off, how you got into the podcasting space, but then also, you know, what are some of your greatest ironies? Because I know a couple of them are connected to your husband, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) that's right so crazy <laughs> well getting into amplify you as i said in the intro i mean you are managing over 55 shows weekly you um you have uh the, the clientele you have is just all well it's all around the world but also of uh, so many different levels helders celebrities and that's so exciting and that the fact that kevin harrington you know Said that Amplify You is North America's top podcast management company. I mean, wow! Kudos That's to brilliant. you there. <laughs> it was nice of him to say that. <laughs> <You think?
1: laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, super, super awesome. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, how you're saying about the the Hay House and the Hay House. The podcasting is really what connected you. Well, it's it's funny because in our business, as soon as we started saying that. The type of people that were showing up were exactly the type of people that were either reading Hay House books or were already Hay House authors or have been in Hay House compilations or, you know, very much connected to the Hay House world. So it's been really cool to, uh, you know, say that and look what you put out there in the universe and then what comes to fruition is really neat. Wow,
0: that's amazing. I mean, when did you decide to to actually say that wait cuz i remember you you just were like one day you just like yeah, you know i think want to be the hay house for podcasters.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I noticed something that was interesting with all the all the podcasters that we were connecting with is that they were all a little bit different than your normal entrepreneurs. They had a spiritual side to them that they were um, really wanting to help clients make a bigger impact in the world. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you get a bigger voice out there so that you can make bigger impact in the world too. So it kind of aligned really well with um, a lot of the, a lot of the um, books I've read from Hay House, I used to go to all of the Hay House events and, you know, it just kind of really resonated with that kind of mentality, um, that vibration level. And so once we started kind of figuring that, I was like, oh yeah, these are really our people. These are the people that we want to support and we want to work with. More of them kept coming through. And in fact, as soon as we said that, the next client that came through our door was Karen Kenny, who one of her spiritual mamas is Marianne Williamson, who a hey, how's author? So, you know, it's really very funny how, you know, it all kind of aligns really well once you put it out there in the universe. And it hasn't stopped. The, it, the floodgates have, have opened. And even more so, we just keep reiterating these are the people we love working with and more amazing, amazing souls show up.
0: Wow, that's so awesome. And I mean, yeah, Ian introduced to Karen Kenny, and having her on this podcast was just so much fun. And the fact that you actually brought up her name in the first episode, or in the, you know, again, that was the first time I ever got behind the mic on episode four, you know, because it was the first, you know, interview really. And I had no idea what I was doing, but the fact that you brought up Karen Kenny's Karen Kenny's name and then I was like, oh my goodness, that's who Michelle was, you know, referring to with, 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 all that. And I just, I find it so incredible. You know, that's the concept of my are these tiny mm. little crumbs that when we pay attention to these little tiny signs and what happens when we continually follow them. So what got you into podcasting in the first place?
1: Oh, it's a funny story, actually, because it's not how most people would have come across podcasting. So this was back in 2012 when podcasting wasn't a thing. Nobody was talking about podcasting. I was a new mom. But prior to that, I'd had several businesses. I had a business in the fitness industry, and I had a business in uh, a co-working space where I was doing lots of events and, and bringing in people to teach workshops. But neither of those businesses were really, you know, I didn't really feel like I was really fulfilling what I was meant to do here in this world. So when I had my son, I was used to being so busy in business that when I became a new mom, I loved being a new mom, but I felt like my business brain was going a little bit to mush <laughs> and I could slowly see Now, looking back at it at the time, I probably didn't recognize it, but at the time, looking back now, I could probably see myself starting to go down the route of postpartum depression as many moms do. And where it's just, you know, your first identity of work is taken away. And then, you know, you're going to navigate this new way of living. And so having my son was amazing, but... My business brain wanted some more juice. And so one day when we were at home playing, I was like, well, what's this Apple TV? I see this like Apple TV to so click on it. what are all these apps on here? So I look for this, look at the Apple TV. I see this big purple app. It says podcast. I say, well, I kind of know what podcasts are. I'm not really sure. So let me check, take a look. Well, I go searching through there, and one of the first shows I found was Jamie Tardy's Eventual Millionaire, and so I listened to it, and she was interviewing people who wanted to be millionaires, or who had become a millionaire, a lot of them women, and what was their journey like, what would they do, what was their mindset, how are they achieving all these amazing things, and I just got hooked on listening to all these amazing stories of these people who have gone from, you know, you know, some, some sort of, um usually a disaster in their life to becoming millionaires and it was fascinating so I actually consumed all of her episodes that she had available and then I would wait every Monday morning with my ear earbuds and my son in a stroller and be ready to go for a walk so I became an avid listener like I felt like I could run up and give her a hug at a um podcasting conference or something if I saw her I got to know her very well and I waited for those episodes to come so as a podcast listener Knowing how important that consistency of publishing a podcast was, that was something that I wanted to really, when I started working with podcasters, instill is that your listeners there, they're there listening. They want, they can't wait for the next episode to drop. So that's kind of how I became interested in podcasts. But the funny thing about this story is that when I would go to my mom's in the park or friends and be like, oh, what podcast are you guys listening to right now? Like, I'd love to know, like, what are some other good ones? be like, what the heck is a podcast? What are you talking about? I was like, well, okay, this thing is on my Apple TV. Then I noticed it was in my new track. Like I can actually hook up my phone and it was on my phone. It was the app was on the track. I was like, this thing can't be going. This just gotta be like, maybe I'm just too early for the game here. <laughs> and I'm like, this has got to be something that people are going to be paying attention to because it is everywhere and you can literally take it anywhere with you. Sure enough, you know, five, six years down the road, <laughs> after I've been helping people with their podcasts, uh, then it started becoming popular. So in the, even in the last three years, it's just gone crazy. Now there's like 2.5 million podcasts out there. When I think when I first started helping people launch their podcasts, there was only about 300,000
0: podcasts out there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So how long has Amplify you? When did you officially launch the company? Yeah, so I had um, the co-working
1: space in 2012 and 2013, 2014, and so I was doing all my business under um, my consulting name, which was Michelle Abraham Consulting, and we were helping people launch podcasts, um, online courses, and publish books, and so we're doing all these things, but we finally picked the name and picked Amplify You as the name and picked a lane of podcasting in 2015. And we haven't looked back since then. So it's been, what, six years now of just podcasting. And it really was um, the reason that change or that switch was one of my good friends on Facebook. And she says to me, she said, she's like, oh, my gosh, you're obviously like, you know, doing really well with what you're doing. She's like, I've known you for a long time. But she's like, I have not a clue what you do. Like, wait a second, my good friend does not have a clue what I do. Clearly, I'm not doing a good job marketing myself. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I think I need to drop everything. And like I really started enjoying the podcasting, helping people take their idea. And then it was it was like a really succinct program. I take your idea and creativity, mix it together with what's working out there. And we come out with this beautiful show. So I really like that transformation, seeing an idea come to life and just seeing how hard people were working on their shows and how excited they were to launch their shows. And I think like, this is the lane I want to be in. Meanwhile, I sit in and have my own podcast. I wish I'd started one way back then, but I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. And turns out that it's podcasting that I want to talk about. So that's what my podcast is now, Amplify <laughs> You, is helping, uh, you know, showcase, other podcasters so we do interviews with behind the mic interviews with other podcasters and also we take uh, shows we do shows called ask the expert where we bring experts in who can help our podcasters improve their shows so uh, it's funny all along the way of helping other people do their show I still didn't know what I wanted to talk about it, it's a it's now looking back of course there was a reason for that I had to go through all the fears and all the stresses and everything that all of our clients go through now, like the fear of being heard, the fear of your voice getting out there, the fear of nobody listening, you know, the fear of all the technology involved. And so I had to go through all those first. So that makes me a much better coach now (laughs) so that I've gone through all that. I understand. I understand when people get a little bit nervous about putting themselves out there in a big way.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it sounds like fun to have a podcast. But then it's like, okay, week in, week out, what the heck are you going to talk about? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I mean, it's just so incredible that, you know, you you say that the people just kind of show up who who you've been able to, um, you know, manage. And has there ever been podcasts where you're like, no, I don't think that that's going to be the best fit for us and, you know, actually make that
1: decision? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And, you know, we haven't so far had to say like, look, I don't think you're a great fit, but it's been a natural thing that's kind of happened either like, oh, they decided to go with another company, or they decided that they weren't ready to start their show. Um, But, you know, I won't put a proposal out there if it's not something that I think that we want—it's not a show that we want to work on, or that we don't see that heart-centeredness in it. You know, we think we're very particular about the shows that we work on. they have got to be heart-centered entrepreneurs. they have got to be out there for a bigger cause than themselves. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's been very clear. It's very clear that you know, if that's not the case, then you know, we we don't we definitely don't um, don't work with the shows that we don't want to work with. There isn't a
0: show that we don't love that we that we have and work with. Yeah, I need mean, to be managing, I mean, 55 shows and counting, you know, a week. I just have to ask, how many are actually on your team? Can I ask that? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure.
1: So we have um, five podcast managers that are on our team um, that all have anywhere from like five to 25 shows that they manage on a weekly basis. And then we have a project manager that oversees all of the production um, and then we also have I have my own personal assistant as well as an office
0: administrator. So we have eight of us on our team. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I've always been curious about that. I had no yeah. idea, no idea. That's <laughs> that's so incredible. It's so yeah, incredible. We're growing think, fast. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're so amazing, and especially you know, it's like you're you're the master connector for connecting people in this podcasting space. is just so much fun and. I know you have um, the uh, what is it every other week that the podcasters can get together and you want to share how people can join that that would be great. Sure, yeah, and then I'll go back to my team for a second too because I think it's I think you'll find
1: this is a it's a bit of a miry behind behind my team too. So um, we have a something called podcasters connect and collaborate call which happens every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can come in and if you're a guest looking to be on a podcast. Awesome. Come and connect if you're a podcaster looking for guests. Great. Come on. And then what we also encourage people to just not meet the people in the room, but also think of who else they can connect with outside of the room too. So it's not just just not initial if it doesn't not fit for your show you might know someone that it is this person is a fit for so um we really encourage that and one of our biggest core values is community and connections so we just love seeing like we call it all like like our kids getting together right and we just love like seeing our community and our friends all start to meet and intermingle and then have each other on each other's shows and I think that's that's awesome that's the best way to grow your show anyways but back to my team it's interesting Um, They all have come to us, like not from a job posting that we're putting out there. We're not hiring. They've all come to us in just a magical way where, you know, we've either had a connection with them already or we knew them somehow. Um, But we we really feel passionate about um, this kind of work. Podcast management is something that we can learn and we can teach. So if someone's going through a rough time in their life or they're a single parent or maybe they're homeschooling parents or they just need a little bit of work in a certain amount of time that's flexible, this is a perfect opportunity for them to be a podcast manager. Um, you know, our single parents or homeschooling parents or whatever, but they all come to us with some sort of connection or they're just the new moms that are just wanting a little bit extra work in some adult conversation. And the cool thing is, is that we're students that are in school and one of, our, one of our podcast managers, Ashley, she's going to school right now for um, life coaching. So she's loving the podcast she's listening to because she's getting so much of the personal development and that she's learning at school too from our podcasts so I kind of like how we haven't really gone out and posted jobs and advertised it but we've given people opportunities or just looking for a little bit more of um as something that's a little bit more flexible and having more of
0: a freedom lifestyle like we do oh that's awesome we cut out just a little bit so I hope that we were able to I don't know what happened our internet because going to where you actually live (laughs) it's understandable how sometimes the internet gets cuts in and out so if you want to share with the listeners you're incredible I got to witness on the boat one time that we were you know facetiming and because you literally take a boat to your house I do yes we do we were so lucky that we do
1: I mean I'm not at my house at the moment I'm, I'm in our little small town there's a co-working space here but um when I drive to my house, I have to drive to the boat ramp and park my car there, and then get into a boat and drive across the lake. And uh, so we live on the Sunshine Coast of BC, which is a little peninsula between the Lower Mainland, Vancouver, of BC, and Vancouver Island. And so the population here is probably about 6,000 people in the winter and about 35,000 people in the summer. So it's a lot of. There's about nine lakes within a 15-minute drive of me, uh, where we live. And so. Uh, we have we live in the, the cottage country <laughs> of where uh, of where everyone goes on vacation. So uh, my Wi-Fi cuts out a little bit this time of year when there's lots of people here and out yeah. on the out on the lakes and enjoying the enjoying the west coast uh, lakes and oceans and all those fun activities you can do.
0: Well, I mean it. I, I just remember seeing that picture. And I was like, wow. Or the, when we were FaceTime, I was like, oh my goodness! No wonder you take a boat to your house because this is absolutely beautiful but to be able to do that on like on a regular basis that must be that must be quite challenging yeah it's pretty funny. you know um you'll have to come
1: and visit us someday cuz you know it's really it's one of those unique living situations where I'm all about adventure and um, I did a lot of adventure stuff, a lot of crazy stuff, bungee jumping, skydiving, traveling all over the world before I met my husband. And when I went, when I, when I met my husband, I thought, okay, this is going to be like it because he's in a long-term steady job, you know, 17 years and like, you know, this is going to be my stable. This will be stable here. <laughs> and uh, I, I infused a little adventure into our lives where, um, you know, we, he had, his family had this property that they go to every weekend. And so we would work the week and then we get in the car and drive on a ferry. And then we drive another hour to the lake and get there for the weekend and have like the best weekend ever. And then have to the pack up and go back home to real life. And I was like, why are we doing this? I'm like, <laughs> why don't we just like find something that we can do for work that allows us to stay there? Cause this beautiful property and house was sitting empty, like nine months of the year. And I was like, this is crazy. Why why don't don't we just go live there? And we talked about it for a long time. But you know, it's one of those leaps that um, we're so grateful that we did, but we needed the universe's help for us to make the decision. So that's a little bit of an ironic story if you want to hear that
0: oh okay yes of course please let's hear that myronic <laughs> story <laughs>
1: all right so we were talking about moving there but as I said before my husband had been in the same job he was a forklift mechanic he went right from high school to work there This is about 17 years into his career and so you know he comes from a family where you go to school you get a job and then you retire and that's that's it so <laughs> he was he was like afraid to leave but it came to a point where he was no longer happy. He was commuting three hours a day. And I was at a point where I was had the co-working space. But you know what? I bought myself a really good jail, right? So I was like, I had this Freedom Lifestyle business of consulting and helping entrepreneurs grow their business of Freedom Lifestyle, but I'm in this co-working space where now I have to be at every day. I'm like, oh, this is not what I meant to do. Whoops. <laughs> so we ended up closing the co-working space um, because the co-working space was in 2013 to 2015 where in a, a town outside so it was the first co-working space outside of the vancouver area so first one in the suburbs so being the first place outside of the suburb people first of all didn't know what a co-working space was And when we got to the suburbs, we realized why people don't need a co-working space in the suburbs because they have offices in their house. And so it wasn't really a successful business at the time, but now actually in that same location, there's about 12 co-working spaces in that same city now. Then then there was, we were just a little ahead of our time. Anyway, so close the co-working space down. And then that gave me the flexibility to be able to do whatever we want. So we were just discussing This is a little bit more serious option. Maybe we can move to the Sunshine Coast and live at the lake. And we were just getting a little bit closer to making a decision. And we woke up one morning, three o'clock in the morning. There was a flood in our house. Our water filter had burst, flooded the entire kitchen. (laughs) And we lived in this condo, a two-bedroom townhouse that we had bought. And we said, okay, well, now we have to get out for six weeks. So while we were out for six weeks, we lived in a high-rise apartment in another city. We're like, yeah, we definitely don't wanna live in a high-rise in the city, like that was not our thing, but well, maybe we can put our house up for sale and see what it does. The real estate market was doing well. So we put the first sale sign on it, sold in two days. So that was the universe's little message to us to kick our butts. <laughs> yes, this is the right move. This is, we even, we even consulted some spiritual counselors and spiritual advisors on our team. And we're like, Hey, is this the right thing for us to do? And all thumbs were like up and it was a green light. And so we did it and we've been here for five years now. And um, so, yeah, so grateful that we did our, our kids, we live off the grid. Our kids are free to run around the property and swim. They're swimming every day and boating and, they're just having the best childhood, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's so funny how that works, right? Because how mm-hmm. the universe or God or whatever anybody wants to say is that, you know, sometimes what may seem like a disaster is actually the catalyst to to make that to make that leap of faith. And it's like, you know, it's like, do you pay attention to it? You know, you're you're listening to your heart and your soul, but then you're also have this situation you're like well I gotta do something (laughs) yeah right you know well and then do you I mean have you seen that in your life like if you go back you're like oh my goodness if I hadn't done this you know that wouldn't have happened you know like where when where would you say in your life did you start noticing that more. Yeah,
1: if I look back I see a lot of cookie crumbs that I can follow through different paths and it's interesting I had this good friend in elementary school and kindergarten Julie, and then I moved elementary schools and to different part of the city, you know far away didn't see her again, but we ended up being in the same college class of 30 kids together we were taking out our recreation, so her and I became best friends, and um, we ended up working at a ski and snowboard tour company, we all ended up living up at a ski resort together and so, in the ski or tour company, we take groups of people up to the ski mountains on the weekends. Well, one of the groups was her brother put together. Her brother was younger than us, and he'd bring all his friends up. And um, the the owners of the company used to make me be their tour guide um, because I could, you know, entertain them and keep them keep them orderly, and then beg the hotels not to charge them for breaking beds and things like that at the end of the trip. And so they were a, bit, a really rambunctious group. And I had a lot of fun with them, to be honest. There was a bunch of boys, and they were a little bit younger than me, but they had a lot of fun with them. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of jokes and fun. But at the, uh, so they bring the same group every year. So um, every year, we had the same group of guys. I got to know them pretty well. But they were always my friends' little brother's friends, right? <laughs> Until one year, <laughs> one year, I hurt my back skiing. One of the guys thought it would be really funny, and he was trying to flirt with me. He ran and tackled me, gave me a big hug on uh, we were standing on ice. And we're standing on like an ice skating rink without ice skates on. And so I turned like this to protect myself. So I turned and, you know, protect myself. And he jumped on me and he twisted my back and I bulged to ah. just in my back as he landed on me. Oh. Oh. And I could barely walk. I could barely move. And I definitely couldn't load, load luggage underneath the bus at the end of the trip. So um, this nice guy that was a guy I'd gotten to know over the years was my friend's brother's best friend. And his name is Eric and he, he, he came to my rescue and he was helping me load the bus and helping me, you know, do my job because I couldn't even sit down on the bus. I was so injured. And so he, he, he really became my knight in shining armor that weekend. And uh, that was the beginning of us starting to date. Now he's my husband.
0: And oh so my the goodness.
1: Fun- yeah. And the funny part about that story is that where it's where he, my friend, Julie's her brother, Dan. This, where Dan and Eric know each other from was from Ruby Lake, which is where we live now. So all this time that I knew my friend, Julie, we were always going to her parents' place up at the ski resort. And we always heard about this Ruby Lake place, but we never went there until my husband and I started dating. And I went to this Ruby Lake place. I was like, this is beautiful here. I was like, Julie, how come we never been here before? <laughs> all, these, all these years I've known you, why have we never come here? <laughs> so it was really, really cool. And then just sitting down at dinner when I finally met his family after we were dating for a little while, to find out that one of my best friends from working on cruise ships was his parents best friends <laughs> so it's just there was a lot of signs and then i get up to ruby lake and i start meeting the people that have cabins up there and i know half of them from playing soccer with them or being on baseball teams with them growing up so it's very much a this was like where i was meant to land i think <laughs> and so that was kind of a really interesting Way there was a lot of things that connected us throughout that time, but it took us several years before we started dating. It just was never the right timing. For that reason, I think had we started dating when we were younger, I maybe was still into traveling and going all over the place and not ready to like be with someone who was in a stable long term job, right? So it was when the timing was right.
0: Wow. I'm so glad I asked that question because (laughs) I mean, I knew that there was a great irony of how you connected with Eric, which I have to say, Eric is wonderful. He's, he's always the one helping, you know, with, with, with this podcast and he's just amazing. But the fact that, do you think that if you hadn't hurt your back, like, do you look at it like in that way? Like, oh my goodness, that was like the one chance or, you know, I mean, I'm sure something probably well you never know I mean that's that's kind of the concept of this is like that those things that happen and then was that a one chance thing like what do you feel because of you know of everything that was going on at the time
1: yeah it's interesting because we did kind of you know kiss one time a couple years before but then we did talk to each other and I happened not to be on that ski trip the year after so we didn't see each other so I think like it was kind of like fate's way of bringing us back together again when the timing was right. I was single. He was single. It was, it was more the right timing. And yeah, I mean, I sucked hurting my back because it still hurts like to love. we were, we're celebrating our 11th wedding anniversary this year and, or a 10th wedding anniversary this year. And, it, you know, we dated for 30. So we were been together for 13 years. My back still bugs me from that incident, <laughs> but you know, I always, we see that guy still every once in a while, cause he's part of the lake like people. And so we see him, and I was like, you know, man, you really killed my back. And, you, you know, but, you know, because of you, I have this great husband. So I can't, I can't get mad. So I always look back and say like, yeah, it, you know, I think it was that it was the perfect time, right? The first time wasn't the right timing, second time, perfect timing. And thanks to our friend who hurt me it was, it was kind of forced upon him to help me, help me out. Well, he didn't have to help me. The rest of the guys didn't help me, but he, he did. So, you know, I, that's why I said, this is great. This is a nice guy. Maybe I should pay attention to him.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. There, there, there is a thing as divine timing, right? Divine time. It's not on our time necessarily, but that's definitely some, uh, that's some ironic love for sure like you had to hurt yourself to to find, you know, your, your, your soulmate there. And that's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> hey, he really was like the knight in shining armor that came with like, you know, the, the stuff that had to rub on my back, the icy hot stuff. And he helped me be my, he helped me load the luggage and yeah, he was just such a great guy. It was just so nice to finally, you know, have someone nice. And I think I had to go through some other experiences of not so great, not so great relationships right. Right. to, to really appreciate,
0: yeah, really appreciate when you see it. one. <laughs> totally. Oh my goodness. Oh, well that's, I mean, that is a crazy story, <laughs> but I love it so much. Well, you know, you and I have a crazy story of how, you know, how we've connected and, you know, we, we share that a little bit in, uh, in episode four, but we, we did such a fast that was actually the shortest episode <laughs> one of the shorter ones you know we, we want to dive in a little bit deeper but there's a irony that was connected to why you were even on that trip with with dan in the first place right there was there was a guy what was the story behind oh, that's that that
1: is a funny story too so the guy who was putting on this um so one of my friends ricky shetty he put on this amazing event where you got all these speakers together and we went to five different countries to speak and we flew together and we all it, I mean, he collected people from all over the world and funny thing about Ricky is I met him when I had the co-working space he came and did some social media events at my workspace and as him and I are talking and I was like we actually realized we went to the same high school uh, together and we graduated just a year apart from each other but we didn't know each other at all <laughs> and so it's funny we had been we had actually been in the same building in the high school for five years together our locker is probably pretty close together because of our last names Um, But yeah, we just hadn't met each other before. So um, he moved with his wife and his family, they were going to be, they were traveling around the world for several years and then they ended up in the Philippines where she's from. And he put together this amazing trip called the Freedom Tour. And it was all these speakers from all over different countries coming together and sharing about online lifestyle, freedom, lifestyle, businesses, and sharing that. So I got to speak about podcasting in the Philippines and Singapore and Malaysia. And that's where I met Dan. Um, and he was one of the other speakers. We met so many incredible people on that trip who we're still in touch with today. This was for, we're going on four years ago now and uh and for me it was like i had to leave my family my two kids i had to leave eric with the kids for like three weeks that was a big thing for a mom with new like you know my kids were under four at the time so that was that was that was a big thing for him to be okay with me leaving them with that for that long and then also um you know taking that chance on that trip and that was that trip actually really started catapulting my business i met so many connections there, amazing people grew my business uh, globally and um, it, was, it was cool. And then, you know, we kept in touch with all the speakers and then that's how we met you through Dan and you met Dan at an event later on that year. And, you know, it's just so cool how the world kind of works like that. And now if you look at our connections that we have between us, between everyone in the Serving Circle and Tyson's and the Reset Collective and like so many different groups that we belong to between the two of us, how many people we know collectively together, I would say if we look at our Facebook account, it's probably over 100 people that we know now together, which is so cool.
0: Oh, it, it's so amazing. And, you know, and that's besides divine timing, there's, you know, there's, div- you know, divine design, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, because like now, if we go on back for the listeners, it's like, okay, if you hadn't opened that co working space, you probably wouldn't have connected with your, your, you, you know, your old high school classmate to be able to join this incredible tour, you know, and, and travel so many countries, which is where, you know, you connected with Dan McPherson, we'll say of his amazing podcast dreams are real. So everybody go listen to Michelle's interview on that. It's incredible. But, um, but, you know, the funny thing is, is that I, again, how I met Dan was, I was, totally guided to go to this event in LA that I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I going? And it was solely to meet with him, but it was, you know, the, the, the short version, if everybody really wants to hear it, they can listen to episode four, but he was referred to, uh, this woman, Tiffany Largie from, uh, a friend that was on that trip or that he met in in the, uh, in the, I don't know if it was the Philippines or wherever you guys were at. And then the only reason he ended up going was because he had the same birthday as Tiffany. You know, he's in Michigan and now here he's going to L.A. And and I will I'll never forget if he, he, he brought up your name and I was like, oh, cool. And then I listened to your episode and that's when I heard Hey House for Podcasters. And I said, <laughs> that is it. And when I, when I knew that what was even funnier, and I don't know, I, I think I told you this, but you know, not publicly, but I remember I went to this, um, uh, get my car wash, and I got a little ticket, and it was with the name at the bottom was Abraham. And it was while <laughs> I was thinking, it was while I was thinking that, oh my goodness, I have to somehow get Michelle Abraham to, you know, help with this podcast, I have no idea. And I was, that was that was my beyond divine <laughs> irony because really what are the odds right <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> having a ticket within my name with my last name on it. <laughs> I know, like you, you just like that's the that's the concept. These crazy coincidences. Now, is it just a little coincidence? But that was a pretty strong sign for me. In addition to what I was already feeling, and so the, mm-hmm. you know, the idea for listeners is like. Paying attention to first what we're feeling on the inside, but then those little signs, those little nudges we get from the universe, you know, or, or, you know, those that want to say God, whatever they want to connect to, it's like, just pay attention because maybe we really are being guided in ways that if we just open our eyes a little bit more, we're going to see that. So the fact that you chose to be an action of all these things happening, it's kind of incredible where everything has ended up because i mean you have so much going on at this point you're you're like launching left and right all different things
1: <laughs> yeah and it's funny like i want and it's funny when our in our podcast is connecting collaborate call right it randomly like cho- chooses breakout rooms for people to go and meet in and it's funny how sometimes there's two people or three people that get together like more than two or three times and I always say to them like you guys pay attention to that because there is a reason I am not doing it purposely it's random totally random and everyone else is re re-jinked, but you are still together so there's right. something that maybe you need to discuss or maybe you need to have a conversation or maybe you need to meet or someone knows someone that you need to know so you know pay attention to that kind of interesting uh you know don't be frustrated that you've met this person already <laughs> and just you know be open to what's the possibility of
0: what this person you know what's what's with this person yeah that's exactly it, it feels like when you're when when you see it once and you catch it that's really awesome but when you mm-hmm. start seeing a sign of some sort like two or three times, I really think it's like, come on, wake up, pay attention. You need to, (laughs) there's something here that you need to dive deeper into. So um, now I know that, you know, besides um, uh, Amplify You, you got my podcast coach, Mm -hmm. um, mypodcastcoach.com, if you want to share a little bit about that also. Yeah, sure. Well, this is another irony for you. I was in
1: a Facebook group one day And there was a guy answering some questions. I asked him a question about podcasting. He was talking about monetization. Asked him a question. We took it to a private chat. Uh, He wanted to interview me on his podcast when he found out what I did, which is Infinite Impact Radio. And then I was like, oh, you'd be a perfect guest for my Amplify You (laughs) podcast. So we became... We exchanged podcasts, but then we just kept talking and talking. And so fast forward to today, that was my business partner, Evans. That's how we met, where he lives in South Carolina. I live on the other side of North America, in outside of Vancouver. We have never met. We're going on working together, on going on almost two years working together now. And we founded my podcast coach together where we can help educate people just more about having you can accelerate the growth and monetization of your show, of your podcast show. So together, him and I have been teaching all of our podcasters how to launch incredible shows. And it's been so much fun because we really figured out that we were the missing piece to each other's businesses current at the current moment where he wasn't doing anything with the launching or teaching, coaching how to get started. And I wasn't doing much with the monetization piece. And so that's where his expertise comes in place perfectly. And so now him and I, are going out and we are attracting bigger clients and more celebrity type clients and more clients still with a really aligned with that heart centeredness and that big impact mission. But together we can achieve more, which I love it. We can make a good team, we make a good team in that way um, because we always find that people want a little bit of both of what we have, what we both have. So we decided to combine it together and it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, no, you and Evans are amazing together. And I'm so grateful for, you know, for everything and the collaborations. And I look forward to, so what, what the future holds, because then there's the other side of, you know, being, bringing basically the podcast in a more, um, what really to the, to the screen, right? Is, Mm
1: -hmm. can we,
0: can we talk a little bit about. About sure. what that amazing venture is.
1: Yeah, and Evans and I met one of a wonderful lady named Tigo, and she's in the Women's Hall of Fame for TV produce. She's a TV producer out of Vegas, and she's put together something called Pod Nation. And so we, she's uh, invited us to. Uh, Ask our clients to be a part of this, and because she knows the quality of shows that we work with, so uh, we're now getting our clients to apply to be a part of Pod Nation. Pod Nation is going to be an app on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, so all those apps. But which is funny, full circle, how I figured out about podcasting was through that purple app on the TV. Now we're able to get our clients on those TV apps, which is awesome because that streams into 94 million homes. So it's one thing to be a podcaster on you know, podcasting platforms, but if you can hit up the YouTube audience and also the broadcasting audience, you're just, you're expanding the amount of reach that you can get in so many more millions of homes. And I think that just is going to help. And her idea is having a thousand shows on this network is going to be bridging those thousand shows together and it's going to make them stronger together than each trying to market separately by themselves. And so I think it's going to be a really awesome experience for our clients to get on there and your show is going to be on there. My show is going to be on there and it's going to be a really cool way for people to just uh, see a different side. It's all well, video. So now we get to see the shows that are produced in video and now, we, now they get to see, not only hear us, but now they can see us too.
0: I know, which is which is good and maybe a little scary too, but
1: (laughs) you know, it's always like sweating right now. So hot where we are.
0: (laughs) I know you guys are having like a crazy heat wave going on. We sure are.
1: It's crazy. It is like, you know, for our, for the Americans listening, it we usually are in the eighties where I live with a nice sea breeze. And it's like 108 degrees Fahrenheit right now. It is insane. It's like this heat bubble is going to burst in a couple of days, but it's been so hot that it's causing wildfires and everything
0: everywhere is crazy. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize it was that hot. Oh geez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, glad to hear that it's going to be, you know, Our igloos are melting in
1: Canada. Watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you grow, where did you grow up? I grew up just outside of here. Um, So I grew up in Vancouver, just on a suburb of Vancouver called North Vancouver. So I was born and raised there. But when I hit 18 years old and I graduated from high school, the next day I was on a plane living in Switzerland. So I worked as a nanny, as an au pair there for a family from that was from Switzerland and the husband is from North Vancouver. So I got a job through high school um, to go there. So I lived in Switzerland and backpacked through Europe for a year and a half. And um, okay, I will tell you the real irony of this whole story is the reason that I do what I do today in helping people with their voices is because while I was living in Switzerland for that year, I was 19 years old and that's when my friend my two friends came at the end of that school at the end of that year that I'd lived there and we went to backpack together across Europe so we spent six weeks uh going from country to country having a blast and then um one night we were in the south of France and uh, we went to go see the lights of Monaco because my friend's parents had met there so she wanted to go see where they had met and after we had dinner and everything my friend and I I'm like, I'd broken my toes playing some Uzo volleyball in Grace a few days before, and she wasn't feeling well either. And I said, I really don't want to miss the last train back to the hostel because I can't walk that far with my broken toes. So I'll leave you guys here. I'll see you guys back at the hotel or the, ho- at the hostel. And so we left our friend with a few other people we've been traveling with. And so we got a knock at our door three o'clock in the morning saying there's been an accident and earlier that night I'd sat out on my balcony and I was a smoker at the time which I'm definitely not now um but I was out there having a cigarette on my balcony and I had this visualization like a premonition of like yes there's gonna be an accident we're gonna have to go home something's gonna happen it will be like a broken arm or something so I had this whole visualization before we went out that night and then I you know put myself smoke out went back into the room and dismissed it so like what was that all about that was weird um and so when out, went about our night but being called by the hostel saying hey there's been an accident I said to my friend hey this is so weird I thought about this last night I'm like I think she broke her arm or something we just need to bring her back she'll be fine when we got to the hostel hospital we realized that our friend had been killed by a train she wow. decided they missed the last train that night and decided to walk home and the guy that she was walking home with he went one way she went the other she was killed by a train oh yeah (laughs) yeah that 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 night changed my life (laughs) uh changed a lot of things in my life um one um that was like the craziest thing to be now in the middle of Europe with a friend's stuff and have to get her home and her and tell her her family yeah and then two is like you know holy crap she was living having the summer of her life one moment and then the next moment she was gone so you know, I, you don't know how long you have to live. And so for me, the rest of my twenties, thirties, the rest of my life has been like, you know, say yes first, and then figure out the rest of it. Um, you don't know how long you have to live so make the most of it. So that's why I've done a lot of the things I have done is because of that and why I really feel passionate about helping people get out. She just blossomed into this amazing woman. She was going to change the world. She's had so much going for her, but she didn't get to share her story with the world. Whereas The rest of us have a story We're we're put here to share our story and we're put here for a reason. So I really want to help people get those stories out to the world because they're going to change someone's life. They're going to make an impact on people and they're meant to be shared. And so she didn't get that opportunity, which is a lot of the reason of what I do. Why? What I do today is because I really feel that, you know, she she I've heard she's she's been cheering me on. (laughs) She's been uh, I've been told by many many people over the last few years and spirit spiritual people that she's been cheering me on she's like yeah she's like thank you for like carrying on my legacy and you know she's like I you know she's just super happy with um me sharing her message but and how it's going to help people kind of get over the fear of their own voice and get their message out there into the
0: world oh that's so beautiful I mean you know through tragedy mm-hmm. there's this other side, when we can look at these deeper, the deeper messages, and not that, of course, never want to lose anybody. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if anybody wants to accept the fact that somehow, maybe we do choose, whatever our, our paths in life are, and, you know, whatever our soul journey is, and it's kind of like, you know, if, if you're one of the people who's meant to help amplify all these voices, Mm-hmm. And if you had in something like that hadn't happened, you know, it, it is. It's those, I wouldn't it's be those, the qualified person, would I? <laughs> well, you know, it's those choices that we it's the choices that we make. And, you know, it's just it's it's so powerful that I love the fact that you say you always say yes and then figure out what the answer is. It's kind of like an improv where they're, you know, it's they always say yes and, you know, instead mm-hmm. of yes, but because then it just ends. And, you know, it's like, we just don't know what those options are if we don't actually accept the invitations, you know, and especially mm-hmm. when we're, when we're given all these signs or these these crazy myronies and, you know, what do we do with them, you know, because, and that's actually the concept with myrony is that we recognize it, but we somehow bring it into action. You know, it's the. The synchronicity and motion, the action, even if you're just talking about it, because look at how many Myronies we came up with in this conversation. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many. And so many that basically shows kind of the path I think you yeah. were you were meant to follow. Yeah. And the fact that you just were open and, and you did follow it. And that's really, truly incredible. So yeah wow,
1: talk about going full circle. Yeah, right. Full circle. And you know, there's a lot of those decisions, like moving your whole family, selling a house you just bought five years ago with your husband is like your dream house, like you're living the dream, and then realizing it's not your dream. And like having, ha- having the courage to say yes to the next adventure, I think
0: has been really, really huge in our, in our life. Yeah, well, I remember hearing I think it was on Dan's your interview on on dreams are real that you you were you in an RV for a period of time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: after we moved to the lake, um, because our our youngest was just a, over a year and a half and um, the winters we'd have to come across the lake in the winter in a boat. And the boat we had at the time was just a little tin boat so there's no windshield, so it's quite cold. My son was just starting kindergarten but we thought, hey, you know, like it's just kindergarten. We've made some money on our house that we sold. I'm like, well why don't we why don't we buy an RV? And like, I've always wanted to go RVing. I know nothing about RVing. (laughs) And so this is, here's another funny irony. The first podcast I ever made was a, I gathered 30 speakers for a virtual summit called the RV Family Summit. And when I was interviewing all those speakers, I did 20 minutes interview on a podcast and the rest of it was a, um, A summit interview. And so I launched the RV podcast, are we there yet podcast and, and summit. And so we sold the recordings in the summit, the back end of the, of the podcast. And that actually funded us buying a $9,000 33 foot RV, where we drove it down from Vancouver to California, Arizona, Nevada. And we spent four months traveling around in this RV while I was podcasting and like trying to edit podcasts and getting amplify you going. Um, this was super fun <laughs> and that's where we met one of our first, uh, and, you know, I said at the very beginning of this interview, one of our podcast managers was a girl who lives with her family and they've been in an RV for six years. That's where we met. <laughs> she oh, became my. one of our first podcast managers. And so we really I took advantage of that. Our kids being young and like, well, let's do this adventure that we wanted to do. And we just sold our RV a few weeks ago for $5,000 more than what we paid for it. Uh-huh. And this podcast with the selling the recordings of the summit paid for that whole experience. So it was really cool. So it was my first podcast. It was also our first time. I didn't know anything about RVing. So I decided to do this summit about RVing so I could learn how to, what we needed to know before we went. So it's kind of, that's a whole other funny, my irony right there. There you go. I had to, I knew I had one more in me.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. I've just loved all these. I mean, yeah, you. you you have quite a few myronies. I know the myronies between you and I, I know there's many, many more to come. And, you know, so, so how can people connect with you? You know, the podcasters out there, they're like, Oh, I want to do a podcast. Cause I will tell those that want to do it themselves. You probably don't want to, it's so much work and also to be able to get your, you know, your voice out there. It's like, You know, there there's definitely an absolute strategy. And you know, I I know without without you, I would have gotten nowhere.
1: (laughs) You know, it's that combination of like having a plan and then having the accountability. And then what we do at Amplify You is we do a lot of the done for you stuff. So we help you create the music. Get the music license, create the cover art, do all that stuff that holds people up, and because that's what held me up for so long, and so that's that's how we specifically package our our things because we know what holds people up on the on the journey. So, where you can find out more information about us right now, our website's getting a really nice makeover right now. So, in the meantime, you can go and check out all the shows we work with. And well, some of them. Some of them we do white label for, so we can't put them on this website. But amplifyyounetwork.com. If you go over there, which is a m p l i f y o u network.com, you'll see lots of shows that we work with. Alicia shows over there. You can go listen to all the different shows. Plus, there's a little bit of a contact information, on how to get a
0: hold of us if you're interested in joining us in our program. Oh, that's awesome. And then going back to the podcasting connection, um, sorry, podcasters, oh geez, I totally butchered that. Podcasters one, but Connect and Collaborate. There you go. <laughs> What's the best way for them to be able to join that? Sure, well,
1: I can give you the link to put in the show notes uh, to uh, register for that. But it's every, but the best way to kind of find out about it is coming to the My Podcast Coach Facebook group.
0: Um, if you go in there, then we're always advertising and the link's always in there too. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely include that in the show notes. And uh, Michelle, this has just been so amazing. Thank you for, you know, even though it was episode four, it really was the first time I ever got behind a mic, but now to have your story, be episode 50, because, you know, we, we look at those as like, those are big numbers, right? Like those are, those are significant. So it big means,
1: milestone. yeah, it's a big,
0: big milestone, but it's all thanks to you. And so I'm just so honored and, and blessed to have you, you know, in my life and, and, but, you know, going on this, this journey together, because I know, I know it's with your help that that's my Irony is going to get out to the world more and more. I know, you know, we're, we're collaborating on more things and I'm just so, so very excited. And, We'll just keep seeing where this myronic journey takes right? us. <laughs> There's going to be many more myronies next time we get together. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Michelle. And, and so the best way, just again, the best way to connect with you also is.
1: Yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Michelle Elise Abraham, or on LinkedIn, Michelle Elise Abraham, or at amplifyunetwork.com.
0: And also your podcast is oh, Amplify You. Yeah. Amplify You podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which we know is number 16 in the, uh, I'm drawing a blank. It's the, the top
1: fifty moms in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. Yeah. Two years in a row, we've been
0: number 15. Number well, 16. that is amazing. So, well, congrats to everything that you've done. And again, we'll, can't yeah, wait till, you know, who knows, maybe it'll be episode 100 of like, hey, Michelle, come back. <laughs> <laughs> that <would be> <laughs> so Awesome. Well, thanks again, Michelle, and to the listeners. I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life as you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies, Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.